back to our special white boy summer edition of the pod. We've got a lot of important things to cover, including how Harrow may be the Kuzma of the East. They do have the same girlfriend. These important topics are going to be covered by your two favorites, Brandon and Shane. How are you guys doing? Feeling as good as ever on a Monday night special pod edition. Thanks for having me. Yes. Connor, thanks so much for uh, hosting us again. It's great to have you back on the pod. We missed our uh, fearless leader two weeks ago, but uh, Brendan and I held it down. So excited we, to be back. We, we did our best, but, you know, Con, bring, bring the noise. We, we're, we're expecting double the energy this week. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it contained. I know this empty seat was sad without y'all. All right, we got to recap the East real quick. There was some movement. Also, this is news to me. I didn't realize we got about 15 games left. This is almost over. It's crunch time, and I'm here for it. 15 uh, games. Brendan, would you? Doesn't sound what? like that many. Yes. Oh, wow. That's that's nothing. That's like half of a long road show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it goes 15 that's to not, 20 yeah. games per team, which uh, is not much. And going to be a super tight race in some uh, some conferences to uh, end the season. I can't wait. Yeah, I know it's definitely a, a larger than normal disparity between teams of how many games um, they have left because of some COVID absences or, or canceled games. Um, but all right, so just just to review a little bit, we uh, we talked playing games last week, and we're talking playing games in the Western Conference this week. Um, the, the structure of the playing games, I think got a little blurred at times last week. So just to quickly review the seven and eight seeds at the end of the regular season are going to play each other for the seven seed winner gets the seven seed loser has to play the winner of the nine versus the 10 seed for the eighth seed. So you can come in seven and not make the playoffs and you can come in 10 and win two in a row and become the eighth seed. So it um, really changed, changed everything this, this year. But uh, I think if you want to hear more on that, last week was great. But some, some updates in the East since we've talked about it. Um, you know, I, I think anyone that's been watching it all, we'll start out with the hometown favorite. The Knicks are hot as anything. Seven and three in their last ten. Cruising right up. Currently sitting at six. We had them as a, a playing uh, team last week. I, th- I think that's still possible. But right now, who, who's coming from? Maybe the Heat. Um, I also want to call myself out. I think the Celtics, I was completely wrong on. Um, I still don't think they're going to make a splash in the playoffs, but they've only gone eight and two in the, um, in the last 10. And, uh, you know, Tatum and Brown might just be enough. Uh, That that seems to be what what they're relying on. It's not, not a bad play. Yeah. And you also have to look at both the Knicks and the Celtics have won six in a row each, which is, is a great run. Um, it's, it's getting spicy in the East. Uh, the Hawks are eight and two as well in the last 10 and they're in the four spot. So we got, uh, seven seeds, the heat, the Hornets from last time we talked went from the fourth seed down to the eighth seed. So it's kind of what we predicted, but, and like, you know, everyone can laugh. They're four and six in their last 10. They're going to get LaMelo Ball. They got good news today. He might be back in uh, seven to ten days. And then Gordon Hayward should be back in about two to three weeks. So that could change their team. Yeah, and it's important to note, too, 
that um, oh, they're four and six in their last ten, but they've been dropping down the rankings partly because of all the teams we just named that are doing so well. Uh, the, these teams are just you know playing, um, and the Celtics and the Knicks are both playing really well. And then even the Heat, who are the seventh seed, um, six and four in their last ten. I think uh, the the Heat really is getting spicy. Oh, sorry, yeah, six and four. Um, but uh, just quickly, I wanted to touch on too that the Pacers, like you, had um, really strongly stuck to moved up. They're in the, they're comfortably in the ninth seed right now, comfortably. And then you have for the ten seed, basically the Raptors, the Bulls, and the Wizards are all tied, which is insane because those teams, any of those teams now, could actually make it into the real playoffs by just winning two games. Um, so the Raptors, Bulls, and the Wizards. Really, who would have, who would have thought? Um, yeah, a lot, lot more basketball to go. Yeah, just quick out of that, guys. Like, uh, Connor, I'll start with you. Out of the Raptors, Bulls, or Wizards, who do you think makes it out of that trifecta from hell? <sighs> I'm glad Russell uh, isn't wasting his triple doubles down there. That's, he's, that's the, they're, they're, they're a lot closer than I thought they'd be, but – all right, gun to my head. I have to pick the Raptors because I'm a big Fred Van Vliet guy. I never doubt the Wichita State product. Why? Who are you? Who are you guys picking? That that's tough. I, I guess the the Raptors have the pedigree. Um, Fred Van Vliet, you know, he's very solid. Um, the the other teams don't really do it for me. So maybe maybe right now I'm going to go with the Raptors. If Siakam and uh nurse can, I don't know, make up whatever drama might be happening over in, uh, in Florida, I guess, Tampa Bay. Um, well, we'll I think the Raptors I'll take. What about you, Shane? You know, I'm not going to agree with you two. I, I kind of don't like it. it. Makes me uncomfortable that you're both picking the Raptors just because Nick nurse won a championship with Kawhi a few seasons ago. I'm, I'm going to go with star power. I'm going to go with, I'm going to shake it up. Bradley Beal and the triple-double machine, Russell Westbrook, are going to shock the world and hop over the Bulls who mortgaged their entire future to get Vooch. And I'm just going to, I'm feeling crazy. I'm feeling wild on a Monday night. Let's go Wizards. More more triple-doubles or more L's for uh, (laughs) Russell Westbrook for the rest of his career? It's a little combo of both. A little poo poo <laughs> platter, if you will. A little poo poo platter. Um, well, I don't want to spend too much time in the East. Uh, we, we deep dove last year, last week, but um, that's just some updates that we wanted to go into. Um, wait, 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 wait one got... more thing before we leave the East. Who thought Trey Young and the Hawks would have a better record than Luca and the Mavs? Just, I don't know. I didn't see that coming. I thought he was Bare, overrated. Barely better record. It, and it's, also it, the West versus the East. Yeah. <laughs> I like <laughs> embrace debate. All right. On to the West. On to the West. All right. Oof. Who wants to start this one off? Has there been a big change in the last Ooh, was that last week? For the for the Nugs? Yeah, it was uh it was last week. I was watching that game. It was uh Heartbreaking. Uh, well, I only wants to lead us off on the West. Yeah, I mean, lo- losing Jamal Murray for the Nuggets is—it's a nail in the coffin, basically. Like, only in a championship argument, they—they they can still make a lot of noise. Um, a lot. It's—it's it's something that we haven't seen that I can think of. 
where you have the talent of like Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and Jokic, um, Jokic, that are all you know pretty dynamic players. And Aaron Gordon and Jokic can both pass really well. Obviously, Jokic is like the best, but um, they can all score. They they can complement each other in a way that we haven't seen before. Um, and then you really just gotta hope that one of the guards can step up as just a ball handler. Well, you also have to think of it this way too. It cost them basically two seasons because he tore his ACL. It takes like, even though he's 24 years old, minimum a year. Right. And so this time next year could take 13 months and then they have to make a decision. Aaron Gordon's uh, contract is up after next season. So it's do they re-sign him? Like this kind of just messed up all of the things that they've done, like all the trades that they did and changes. The one thing that I do like about it is let's see what Michael Porter Jr. Uh, can do. Training wheels are off. You really need to go with three-headed monster of – Joker, Aaron Gordon, and uh, Michael Porter Jr. I mean, they're still 8-2 and two in their last 10. I know they just lost Murray only a week ago. And Monte Morris, that came out today, has a hamstring injury that he's going to try and play through. But it, um, I don't know, it's not looking great. But my one thing is sign Austin Rivers. He's a free agent. He's, you know, a proven winner. And he's a good backcourt guy that will help them. Otherwise, you got Campazzo running running around back there. That the, that could be another short sighted decision, though. Grabbing, um, I don't know, grabbing Austin Rivers. Like, where where is he going to end? You're just going to end up upset at him at some point. Uh, you're, you're not going to win a championship with Austin Rivers as like a, a active player um, or not like a, a strong player in your rotation. Um, I'd honestly like trust Monty Morris more. Campazzo, like going to get torn apart on the defensive end, but he, he can probably fill a couple minutes. Um, it, it's, if you, uh, you know, maybe, maybe if I were the coach, I'd turn towards Will Barton as my ball handler. I think Will Barton could really step up and um, be the, like the, the distributor in that offense where he just kind of like can make threes and pass the ball inside. They pass it. They play a little inside out game. Um, they, they, they can still be fun. Uh, and and you know we'll see, but I, I they're not dropping down into the playing games. I think I think they'll stay above playing game level. I never thought this pod would recommend Austin Rivers signing for anybody but his dad. <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, I liked Way Down Next. I think he still has a lot of NBA left in him, and he can make a difference. Brendan disagrees with me. That's fine. He's entitled Yo. to his opinion. It's wrong, but he's entitled to it. <laughs> didn't know. Uh, didn't know you were getting paid for this show. <laughs> yeah, Doc Venmoed me right before we got on air. Um, so what we got next? Looks oh, like damn. the the Lakers are sitting in fifth seat right now. So, I mean. That that might be an easy one. I'm just going to jump right in because getting LeBron and AD back, which is supposedly pretty soon, um, I believe by the playoffs, definitely. And if they're already in the fifth seed without them playing um, many minutes together, uh, even at all, 
then they're they're super scary. So I, they're not. I don't think they would fall into the playing games, and I think they would. They're going to be dangerous in, in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, who can it? It really comes down to can the Trailblazers. They're two and a half games behind them. That is, you can catch them, but the Blazers need to go on a uh, a run. And I don't think the Mavericks are four and a half games behind them, so I don't think the Mavericks are going to catch the Lakers. Yeah, and, and that both those teams would have to catch them to fall into the playing game. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we we haven't deep dove into this yet, but Connor, Connor kind of teased us. The uh, Kuzma comparison? Connor, you want to elaborate? <laughs> Eh, Kuzma of the West. Sorry, Harrow's getting a little uh, publicity here that may not be for the best. And then uh, he may also be dating Kuzma's same ex-lady friend. That's right. You get the tabloids here, too. We got to cover it. It's a whole <laughs> a holistic approach. You got to know what they're doing on and off the court. All right? It's affecting them. Let's, all, let's not forget, <laughs> you know, what, look what happened to Tristan Thompson's career when he dated a Kardashian. And just like everyone else who touched those Kardashians, it goes downhill. You got to be careful. When you're off the court. Well, Devin Booker's doing pretty well in the Suns, and he's back with uh, Kendall. So oh, Kuzma that's a good point. also dated Kendall Jenner, and so did Ben Simmons. So and Blake, two, and Blake Griffin. And Blake Griffin. So three all-stars and one – like, let's just say so, – so what you were saying, Connor, though, is Tyler Hero is dating Kyle Kuzma's ex. Mm-hmm. Kuzma – Dates everyone though, like kind of. got to I'm bringing. I'm bringing this back to. I think the basketball comparison is actually hysterical too. So Kuzma is this guy that was like hyped, score when he was like young, and then has turned out to be pretty trash. I know like people are saying that he's learned to play within the system, blah blah blah. He he really is a goofball sometimes still, and um, I don't know. You you can see the same. Uh, I I think that. Um, you could see the the maybe the reasons why they would date the, the same girl. So, and what you're saying, I like this. So, what you're saying to both of you is that Tyler Hero has a lot of potential, but could go down the Kyle Kuzma path in terms of being goofball off the court and on the court. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think Tyler Hero has more potential to be Ray Allen or more potential to be a goofball? I think with the Heat, it's tough to be a goofball. But All right, let's, let, let, let's ease off that. But sh- um, a shooter that isn't going to be able to – maybe like a six-man more than ever actually starting. Like actually being a, a – Yeah, he start, I mean, he was looking like potential all-star last year, and now he's looking more like an Eddie House. So, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. Well, that's all there is that's interesting about the Lakers, and we're talking about the Heat. So one more thing about those Lakers before we go: Do you see? I I forgot. I did just notice this. They're in the fifth, right? Let's say the Nuggets fall below them. That's still you get like a fully rested Anthony Davis and LeBron against the Nuggets that just lost Jamal Murray. That's kind of that's kind of good if you're a Lakers fan. Everything is good if you're a Lakers fan, unless you play the (laughs) the Clippers. Like I think the Clippers would be the only team that they're actually worried about. Uh, that's true. And like, yeah, and to put Kyle Kuzma to bed, he's 
all of the bad things of a he's a hybrid of Nick Young and Dennis Rodman, but none of the positive. <laughs> all right. So let's go on to a team that actually matters in terms of you know, like playing game potential and yeah, play, playing games. Here uh, we go. The Trailblazers, thirty two and twenty four. Um McCollum CJ McCollum, you know, he he's been battling injury this year and he hasn't really looked 100% since he's been back. Uh, but, you know, Brendan or Connor, what do we think of Damian Lillard? Oh, I, you, who's not pulling for him? That guy shoots down any talk of his super team anytime it comes near him. He's not leaving them. But... Uh, I like McCollum and Nurkic, and you got old man Mello who st- could still shoot from the corner. I, I, I want them to do well, and I hope they do. I just, I'm not putting any money on them. <laughs> I, I'm think, I'm thinking, what, what if Dame is, and in, I guess, really think about this. What if Dame is just one of those point guards that is good enough to make a team relevant, but doesn't get better when there's help like good players around him and so this is basically the difference between him with his whole team healthy and him when everyone's hurt which happens every year both of those things and he plays like a a god when he's um kind of i don't know lost his uh sidekicks a little bit and then when he's on his own he he i mean when, when he has them back you know he he kind of like he plays well don't get me wrong but he they don't necessarily get that much better like I think that with or without being healthy, the the Trailblazers have looked like a seven seed kind of. So we'll we'll see what happens. But that that's kind of a, my take on Dame right now. Okay, quick quick fire question: Dame Lillard, the 2020 version of Russell Westbrook? Yes or no? Like like culture wise, right? Like yes. not, like like not even like style. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say yes. Like he he looks the looks the part. Puts up the stats, but where where is it? What's what's happening? Wow, <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> you can't argue with it. It's still fun watching him pull up from the 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 center circle, but yeah, not winning basketball. Great player, love to watch him. But he's a six foot point guard that you know it needs he needs the ball, needs to play hero ball a little bit too much. So uh... the the, re- the reason why I think I, I turn I'm turning sour on Dame is because I catch myself about to say the same thing I say every year about Portland. I'm like I'm like oh well like now they're looking healthy like they they can make a splash. This is the year. This is the year they're going to make a splash. Is, is it is it going to be the year? Uh, I don't know. It's not. It it's not. Has to be one of these years. Um, okay. Question. Last question on them are: Will they? Playoffs or playing team? Ooh. Quick glance at the standings. Right. You got to ask yourself who's going to pass them. And I don't feel any more confident. Their last 10. I, if I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on the record, I'm going to go with uh, Portland not being in a play. Okay. No, so I agree. Play. Have them making the playoffs. I have to hold the sixteen. Solid six. We'll get to who we think is going to come up further. 
Yeah, I, uh, you know what? I'm going to disagree on this. I'm going to say they fall into the playing game. I think Mavs are going to. Who do you have? Mavs jump them? Yep. Well, then, then make your case. All right. So, to make my case with this is, you know, Trailblazers four and six in their last 10 games. Mavericks are kind of starting to hit a groove. Uh, they're five and five. Their team is kind of starting to gel. They just got JJ Redick. I don't know if JJ Redick's washed yet from watching earlier this season. You would think so, but he's kind of battling through an injury and they need shooting. They need to replace Seth Curry. Hopefully, this is their Steph Curry. Luke is playing MVP level and they just need Dorian Finney Smith is kind of the key to this team, which is an odd grab. But uh, as a Gator fan, DFS, he's, you know, almost double-double recently, last couple of games. And uh, they need him and Porzingis to really uh, carry this team to the finish. But I think they're peaking at the right time. And a pedigree head coach. Connor, you, your mind changed? Wow, he was saying a shame. You should just switch to sales. I'm thinking about I, who. I'm shocked that either one of you Knicks fans believe in in, in Godzingus over there. That is a it's a bit of a bridge to think he's going to be healthy and productive. What what was his stat line? He just came out of again. What was that tonight? He put up nine points. This he's like a seven foot three disappointment. <laughs> I'm not going to put playoff hopes on that. Yeah, I mean. Shane, great, great pitch. Not buying. Um, they, they're, they're just, you know, they're, they're worse than Portland. I, I don't know, right? You, you can take Donkic and uh, Dame, throw them out, and then everything else. I think uh, Portland matches up great. Um, not to say the Mavs can't make damage. I, I think they're, they're a natural seven seed. If um, I don't know, if, if no team's just going on a, a terrible losing streak, I think they'll easily stay right there. Um, and then Luca makes playoff games fun. So he, I mean, he, he can he can win things. But like, you're not relying on Jalen Bronson, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Josh Richardson against like a true Western playoff team. Speaking of true Western playoff teams, is Steph going to drag those uh, Wiggins and uh, <laughs> whoever else? Oh, D- D- Draymond, superstar. Over the line. Uh, okay, sorry. Getting ahead of myself there. Getting ahead of myself. Sorry. Last words on the Trailblazers. Last words on the Trailblazers. Oh, Mavs, not bad. Go Nurkic. Go Nurkic. All right. Next up. We think everyone except me thinks that the Mavs are in the playing games. Well, I think me and Connor both think that yeah. the Mavs are in the playing game. Yeah. Okay. That works. I'm curious to see who you guys think is going to jump up there. On to the Grizzlies. Well, I mean, next next in the rankings right now are the Grizzlies. A half game back on the Mavs. Um, are, the, are the Grizzlies going to make a splash? They're right now in the eighth seed, so they're kind of they're controlling their own destiny right here. I'm loving seeing Grayson Allen get meaningful minutes. He's like a he's a super villain. It's it never gets old. Nah, he he's just trash. Get him out of here. <laughs> uh, 
Jazz yeah, dude. I, I mean, hmm. I do like um, the guy. The guy who's having a monster season for them that kind of went under the radar is Valanciunas uh, for the Grizzlies. You know, he's averaging 17 points a game, 12 and a half rebounds, even an assist a game and almost a block, and his PER is 24. Um, he's uh, He's been a surprise. Everyone kind of wrote him off once he got traded there from Toronto but uh, for Marcus Gasol, but I like them. They're feisty. They also have a lot of young talent on the Grizzlies. Um, but that's why I think the playing game is kind of perfect for them. I mean, love the love with Valentinus. I, I think he might be the biggest big man we've talked about. Like, I think he, he's just edges out Nurkic so far, right? Nurkic might have a higher ceiling, but Valentinus, he's been steady for them. Um, Double-double machine uh, this year, season. He's got 17 points. 12 and a half rebounds. Um, he, he does what he's got to do. I think what's going to be the downfall for this team is, is really um, that John Morant is not as good as we, we, we've been talking about some really, really amazing uh, point guards and you throw out Damian Lillard, you throw out um, uh, Luca. I mean, they're, they're, they're both better than Jai. I think that's not even like a, a debate. And um, that that's what it's going to come down to. I mean, I think they lose the the point guard matchup in in most matchups. The the lone lottery ticket that I'm buying is Jaron Jackson Jr. If he can come back, have that second year breakout post one year MCL like minor surgery recovery. Um, he he he. I heard he's seven foot six by now, so um, he he could be dangerous. Have they said when he's going to come back? I know that you have him in fantasy and you look every day, so I just want. Well, had him when when I was still live in fantasy, but uh, they're it, it's just never. It's really just like they're. Oh, actually, all right, here we go. An update listed as doubtful for the first time all season because <laughs> he's been out every other game. That was today. Today <laughs> he was listed as doubtful. Progress. He did not play though. He's not playing. So that's a no. That's a great point, Brendan. I mean, this guy is a stretch four. Could uh, add another layer to that team and make them a little bit, uh, you know, scarier. Um, right now, I mean, Brandon Clark has been very serviceable for them, but he doesn't have the wow factor that uh, Jaron Jackson does. So we'll see. But they look like a uh, playing game. What do you guys think? I mean, they're they're not going to push for it, but I do think that I I would not want to see them in the playing game. Like they, as much as I, I mentioned Ja, I do think that is going to be the weakness. But they're um, they're a scrappy bunch. I mean, just a shout out to Anthony Melton, um, and then we have a uh, Jarvisman Bird. <laughs> um, it's it's quite quite the team. Uh, it, it's a it's a young team, like you said, and I, I think that that's dangerous in the playoffs with some leadership like Valanciunas and, and like Morant. Yeah, and, and don't forget Dylan Brooks and Kyle Anderson. Those guys are some uh, wily vets. Dylan Anderson's a brick shit house, averaging almost 17 a game. I love him um, at small forward. Yeah, I mean, if the Grizzlies were to play um, in the playing game today, It'd be against the Mavs, and and that that's a toss up game, especially like who's healthy, who's how well are they playing right now? But, but 
it's gonna be gonna be a fun gonna be a fun matchup um any last word before we jump on to our uh ninth seed team oh they got a play- the grizzlies have playing written all over them because of this ninth seed team getting dragged up by the western conference player of the week and it is not kelly Oubre. it is steph curry in our notes the god and we got his stats what he what is it 36 and a half points what is that four assists and seven rebounds uh i think he's doing pretty well wait how long how recently was that since he according to our stats guy came back from injury amazing um well i'll i'll jump in on uh, after being a long time steph fan going back to the ankle injuries you know monte ellis days uh david lee love the nick nick's uh nick's david lee um double double he i mean it, it goes without saying i think anyone that, that's watched or even listened to anything knows that steph curry's playing out of his mind um it's something you you have to see uh I, I definitely turn it on as often as I can um, where he is getting double triple teamed, you know, and still just making shots, making passes. He, he, he looks so much stronger than he has in the past. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see what kind of uh, support he gets in any sort of, even the rest of the season. Um, Cause they're, they're one of those teams that I think could, could even drop out of the plane. Um it, it all depends on how how well Steph gets supported. He can't do everything. Yeah, I I watch them a lot because whenever they're you know on ESPN and and I'm kind of it's they're just missing certain pieces. Obviously, like Clay being out and Wiseman just getting hurt, and now he's done, shut down for the season. But it's unbelievable to watch Steph kind of cook. Uh, but the guy who's been a surprise is they won that Andrew Wiggins for D'Angelo Russell trade. Wiggins averaging 18 a game, five rebounds, two assists. You know, he's trying on defense for the first time in his career. Uh, and Draymond is, I think, leading the West in assists per game with eight and a half assists a game, which uh, he's really their point forward while Steph is just scoring all the time. I, the one thing with them though is they really don't have uh, any meat up front. They're with Wiseman out. They are weak. They're going to have to rely on Marquise Chris and a lot of Kevin Looney, and they're going to have to play small. Eric Pascal's been nice, but like it's they just don't really have enough for the playing games. If they're in, they they could get knocked out quick unless Steph uh, works his magic. Yeah. I like noting the the Wiggins trade just to to jump in quick because I think Wiggins has been um, if you if you really have been watching like he he's been lost on defense but he can make shots he he's like really one of the scariest players to watch on on defense but um, he he's proven that he can be one of those guys who play for the Warriors I actually think he could yeah it'll it'll be interesting if if you know Clay ever comes back healthy uh the Ubre experiment has gotten better as of late you know he's averaging 15 points a game but he looks like he's unhappy there and kind of wants to get out they're kind of just a uh they're a team a year or 
or two away, even though it's Steph's prime and they can't waste it. Yeah, well, I guess um, just to, to round out my thoughts on it is that Steph Curry could drag them to a first-round loss, but um, I think that's best-case scenario, so I'm going to take the under and say that they're a playing team. They don't, they don't win. They don't make it to the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think they're a play-in team that wins the 9-10 seed if they're in and then lose the next round. That's what I think. I don't think they make the eight seed or the seven seed. Just you, I'm just saying. Last week, this last week, he's averaging forty-four points, six rebounds, and five assists, fifty-five percent from three. That's all I'm going to say about Steph. But a fun, um, a fun Warriors question uh, somebody raised was Wiseman. I, I was just looking at the draft. Would you, if you're the Warriors, would you have taken Lamelo instead? You had him sitting right there, the rookie of the year, presumably. Yes, absolutely. He's not going to clash with. Well, where is he going to? You can't have Clay, Steph, and Lamelo. What? Oh, well, I don't know what Clay's going to do. Clay just had an ACL and an Achilles. He put thirty-four points up in a quarter. Yes. Before like, those injuries, <laughs> Clay smoking ones, yeah. weed too. He's like trolling uh, practice players on like from you know the announcing booth. Clay's all over the place. I I would totally take Lamella. Yeah, you, you want to take talent. I, I've thought about this uh, pretty extensively in my downtime, of course, and. Um, Wiseman seemed like the better investment. He seemed like the better chip that you could like trade at some point because he's so giant as long as he like stays healthy. Of course, now he's hurt. Um, but I think you you do have to go with, with the talent. I mean, L- Lamella was crushing it when, when he was healthy. Um, I mean, surpassing anyone's expectations. So I guess he, he, he wouldn't, he'd be fine in that team. I think, uh, um, he plays well with uh, Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier. I think why wouldn't he play well with Steph freaking Curry and Clay Thompson? Wow, those are some uh, some good points. Uh, I'll listen to them. <sighs> yeah. All right, they had Brad Wanamaker and Nico Mannion playing. You think that they wouldn't want freaking Lamelo? <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think this next team is pretty interesting because now we're in the thick of it, right? We're, we're talking about what used to be the eighth seed and everyone was trying to fight for that. Now everyone's fighting for the 10th seed. Everyone just wants to get into a playing game. Um, the 10th seed right now in the West it, are the San Antonio Spurs. And, you know, you got Popovich still duking it out. LaMarcus Aldridge retiring. Um, you know, I think that's something that, that's a whole other conversation that I don't think we have to get into right now. Um, but really the, the Spurs in the 10 seed, do they hold on to it? They look as different as we've seen them in our lifetime. Um, what, what are you thinking? I, I think it's, uh, it's kind of been odd to look at this team because it's one thing, and I don't mean to get too deep into the weeds on it, but a couple of years, like five years ago, you would have thought at this time that this is Kawhi's team. And that this would be – this was kind of how Popovich had envisioned it 
you know, everyone passes off, and then it's the Kawhi show with LaMarcus. So they swing the trade for DeMar DeRozan, who's been amazing this year, honestly, in a contract year, averaging 21 a game, seven assists, four rebounds. And him and Janta Murray are playing well. Derek White's having a good season. But there's just inconsistencies with, like, the young guys. Rudy Gay kind of fell off a cliff and looks washed. And Keldon Johnson had a great start to the year, but has kind of petered off a little bit. So they're just one of those teams with, like, a lot of weird pieces, and Popovich is just putting them together. He he kind of reminds me of Geppetto, and this team's his Pinocchio. They're just a wooden mess. <laughs> But they're in the playoff picture or playing game picture. Yeah, it's it's strange to see the Spurs like this, right? We're we're so comfortable with them playing well. I think that was like you you just deep dove into that squad. Um, tough to imagine them truly making a splash. You got to give a little credit to Pop, so he could always make some damage. But then. Um, I'm a huge fan of DeJunta Murray. I just think he is some sort of talent, and he will one day be unleashed. Um, and when when that will be, I don't know. Uh, but he he's, like, pretty thin, but he's got all the same, I think, skills that Kawhi had when he was on the Spurs. Um, he, he, he just needs to, to bulk up a little bit. Um, that being said, I think I'm interested – to see how what we all think about the next couple teams because they aren't guaranteed to play in the game. Um, Keldon Johnson, I, I agree with most of what you said already, so I don't want to repeat too much. But I think he's someone that could be really great, but you know, not now. Um, so the, I don't know. They're, they're not. It's unlike Pop to not prioritize winning now, but um, they're they're not like really trying to win right now. So nope. if they make a playing game, that makes sense. But I don't know if they're going to do anything with it. Know what they did, though, that is the most uh, Spurs signing of all time. And I, he's starting to get serious minutes for them, and they only signed him three weeks ago. Gorgie Jang, remember from Louisville back in the day? They signed him. The, the Grizzlies cut him because they have too much depth up front with Jaron Jackson. Back. And he got 20 minutes the other night with like 10 rebounds off the bench and he could be a guy that like does something in the playoffs for them. I know you're looking at Brendan's rolling his eyes for those who can't see. He's like, Shane, stop. Let's move on to the next one. So no, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. I have, I have a question. All right. So, so this in their primes, who are you taking on the Spurs? Dang or Tiago splitter? Ooh, I so I would probably take Tiago just because it was uh, a different time when seven footers like kind of mattered. But if we're playing in today's game, I pick Jang just because you know he could get you ten rebounds, five five points, three assists. Where Tiago was kind of a stiff, and remember he got dunked all over. Like Jang can at least move around. Love it. Connor, you, you a Jank fan or a Splitter fan? I remember Splitter's goofy self putting up some points, but 
To be fair, I haven't watched a lot of jank tape this season, so I got to <laughs> that. that's a That's a deep cut, yeah. Uh, all right, all right. Next up, we're getting up to a pod favorite here. And some of us may think Dark Horse to run up into the to – the, I'm, I'm feeling kind of like an eight here, given enough time. Uh, who wants to start us off on the Pelicans? Uh, yeah, I can. All right, so Pelicans are 25 and 32. Um, they're a young team. No one really knows what the fuck Stan Van Gundy's doing this year. SVG has been arguing with players kind of all over the place, but he does have some talent on this team. And by talent, I mean Zion Williamson. Tied Shaq's record for scoring at least 20 points and shooting at least 50% in 25 straight games. Uh, they decided to kind of spread it out and have uh, Zion work as the point guard. It's been unreal. <laughs> he is just booby miles from Friday Night Lights running over people. But they're four and six <laughs> in their last ten. They lost their last three. Brendan, what what do you think's missing with this team? You know, it's it's tough to really put my finger on it. I I think this team I had high hopes for. I, I mean, I guess it's easy to say that Zion is young, right? He's already developed well beyond his years. It's hard to put pressure on um, someone that good to really make a huge splash. This happens. Um, and, and, and then they have... I don't know. I, I guess, like, I just don't think they're there yet. But I do think that if they were patient, you know, you you expect Williams Zion to get better. You expect Brandon Ingram to get better. Maybe you do leverage Lonzo Ball. Is he, I think, a free agent this year? So maybe you lose him. Um, Josh Hart, kind of like a defensive, like, six man. Maybe he'll get paid too much. He's going to leave. It's, um... I, I don't know. I guess it's one of those teams where it's in flux right now. It's not well established. They just got rid of Drew Holiday in the offseason. Um, if they really were a win-now team, they would have kept Drew Holiday. So I'm just amazed to, to shout out Zion Williamson for averaging basically 27 points this year. And he 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 looks effortless. He's just like getting rebounds, offensive rebounds, and, and playing point guard somehow. It, it's really amazing. Yeah, they uh, they have about nine contracts on the books for next season. So they could choose to let James Johnson, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart walk with a couple of guys that no one really needs to hear about. Um, so do, do they keep them? What do you think? I kind of like Lonzo – and Zion, when they're playing, like when you watch and, and they're really playing well together, like Lonzo knows to defer. It's just the one thing. It's like, do you just let Zion play the point guard? And if you just let Zion play the point guard, you let Lonzo walk. Yeah, it is. It, I guess like my thought is like, is Lonzo good enough? Is he as good as he's going to cost? Like, can you get people like that are, are veteran role players that can do exactly what he can. I, I don't know for sure. Maybe, maybe this year we'll uh, show it. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna put it down right now. I'm saying the Pelicans do make the plan. That's that's a tough push. So you think they hop the Spurs or the Warriors? Um, uh, I I think just I think one of them. I, I think they on paper and when I watch them, I honestly they they look like they should be pretty good. Maybe Brandon Ingram just has one more step to take. Um before they really make a, a splash, but they, they look like they could make a, a splash this year. I, I don't see why not. Cool. I I like that. I'm going to go the opposite. I think they're going to come up just short, and I think Stan Van Gundy is going to get a lot of crap, and they either fire him and get a new coach, or they ride him out for one more season, but he's on the hot seat. And I, I think that um, Gorgie Gang keeps uh, keeps the Spurs in the playing game as the 10th seed, and the Pelicans will not touch them. I can't wait till Jang just scores like 40 points one night. You heard it here first. He's going to get 15 and 10 <laughs> <laughs> in the playing tournament. Done. Oh, big, big time game. Oh, I fucking love these. I don't understand how a team with two all-stars can be like barely making the playoffs. But then I saw they lost to the Wizards and Knicks twice in their last three games. So it's, it kind of makes sense. All right. We're on to our last one. And I think for a moment, uh, this team was a fan favorite. Or, well, this was a pod favorite, at least, some of these. Who wants to take a oh oh I may have to give this to Shane since uh he's been he's been big on uh this rookie of the year candidate since the beginning. Yeah, th- this was my pet team or is my pet team. Um I had a lot of high hopes. I was like all in on our first pod that this team was gonna make the playoffs and that they're you know just all the keys and I was like Halliburton's going to be a reason why and he's had a great season, great rookie year um, he's in the conversation for rookie of the year I don't think he's going to win it but he is a winning player uh, he's going to have a long productive NBA career and I I just he's a really smart player I love what he does the one thing with this team is they kind of don't have an identity and that's hurt them. Like De'Aaron Fox has been monster season, 25 points, seven assists, a steal and a half a game. Buddy Heald has been kind of inconsistent, 16 and a half points. Harrison Barnes, 15 points. Rashawn Holmes is on a one-year prove-it deal, and he's had an unreal season. And then Marvin Bagley's like up and down. So they just – they have a lot of names. They have a lot of talent on this team, but they just don't have enough to kind of make the next step. And I don't know if they have to move personnel around in the off season or what to kind of make this stick, like maybe get buddy out or whatever. But I think this is a team that will not make the playing tournament. What do you think, Bren? Well, I think Marvin Bagley is going to just come, come, back out of nowhere and, and just play like Marcus Camby on the 99 Knicks. Um, 
throw in Rashawn Holmes, just like I don't know, is is he the next Shaq? Possibly. And then you got Darren Fox, just slicing Dyson. Th- this team's gonna win the ship. All right, so back to reality. Uh, what do you think of this team? Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I could see why it was your pet team, but you have to remember that it's Sacramento. <laughs> um, they're, they're not going to do anything, and I don't really – I don't know. I don't expect much out of them. Best thing, um, really, I could say is I think Tyrese Halliburton – uh, does remind me a little bit of like Malcolm Brogdon, who won Rookie of the Year. I don't think Tyrese is going to get it, but um, already looking like a veteran as a rookie. So you can only hope that he plays as well as Mark- Malcolm Brogdon and gets traded unnecessarily to a better team. I mean, you're not wrong. Um, no. We're going to get some hate mail from Sacramento fans. <laughs> I mean, they already they're hate to. themselves. <laughs> Did Darren Fox get some noise for or for All Star? Yes, appearance. He, My goodness, he was a snub. Oh, him! And then I was yeah. thinking Hassan. He fell off a cliff. What? Hi, wait. Hassan was said is trash. He was not trash in Miami. He's he's huge. He can rebound, but he's not like he. Miami is insane. Like, I don't know what sort of black hole they have that is, like, a talent of basketball. But um, <laughs> otherwise, he's not very good at basketball. Oh, man. Well, it sounds like you got burned in fantasy. He put up almost 16 points in Portland last season. Also, didn't know he was 31. He looks younger than that. Unrelated. I Personally, I'm not high on the Kings. I – I keep hearing uh, this is going to be the year. Still waiting. I wonder. Well, all right. So maybe the most interesting thing actually coming out of this season is like, it, 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 Rashawn Holmes, I think, is a free agent, right? So where, where does he go? He's he's someone I think proved it. He was on a prove it deal, and he he what? Let me, let me see. Fourteen points per game, one one and a half blocks, one and a half assists, and then nine rebounds. Pretty good. Thirty minutes. I feel like he was playing better than that at the end of the season. Yeah, and he just got a hamstring injury. But, I mean, so it's one of those things, right? It's like the Warriors uh, got wise men, so, like, they don't need him. But teams that could probably get him are the Hawks if they let John Collins go or the Mavericks. I could see getting him after the season. I don't know. Rashawn Holmes is going to have some buyers. He might yeah. want to go to a winning team. I can't help but think he's going to be on a big discount. He's he's not going to like get the same money as um like a John Collins, and I honestly w- would rather have him. Yeah, yeah twenty seven years old, like not old, six ten, high motor. Um, He's been around a while, too. You know, he was with the Sixers in 2015. So, he's been in the league a while. But, uh, yeah, great skill set. So, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Well, ra- rounding out the West is Oklahoma City, which is my pet team. They have tried to lose as much as any team in the NBA. And they still are in third, third to last. It's unreal. 
they can't lose enough, and they still can't. They really can't lose enough. Um, Houston at second to last, and then the Timberwolves, who we touched on a little earlier. The Lou Dort, um, the Lou Dort effect. You can't lose that. And the Lou Dort effect. They sat Lou Dort tonight. They they literally will. They're just sitting everyone. They just sat him. On, <laughs> yeah, they sat him tonight. Just... They're they're just trying to lose. Um, but yeah, I think the West shakes out. Um, pretty pretty uh interestingly, like it, it looks like it's going to be competitive in the playing games. Um, and you got got all the playing games. Yeah, well, this has been a blast to uh, go through all of this with you guys. Look forward to how our predictions go as the uh, season wraps up in the next 15 games. But, or next 15, 20 games. Cannot wait for this playing game and can't wait to uh, see what happens next week. You guys got anything to sign off on? Well, I have one thing. I'm sure, first of all, I'm sure we'll be revisiting this episode, hand out some awards for some good picks here. Uh, before we go, I don't know if we covered this. Uh, KD went viral for picking the top five players he's played with, and uh, he missed. There's like one one or two glaring omissions. <clears throat> we don't have to get into that kind of drama here. But Steph Curry listed his top five defenders, and the top five people who defended him. And... Honestly, I was kind of this was, I I wonder if I'm missing somebody obvious here. All right, all right. He had Drew Holiday, Avery Bradley, Tony Allen, Pat Beverly, and Seth Curry. Which that last one sounds like a little bit of a family favorite, but I I hadn't thought about top five defenders, and I didn't think Avery Bradley would be on that list either. But Tony Allen, Pat Bev, Drew Holiday, and your little bro. This was Steph. This is Steph. Top five defenders. So I think. I think, you know, like family love for sure. I think Seth Curry and Seth, Seth Curry has been guarding Steph Curry since they were little boys. So he must know his every move. But then again, these are professional basketball players. They know every move of the best player, like the best offensive player in the game pretty clearly. Um, so they can watch tape on him. It would be, it would be interesting if, uh, I, I believe it. I, I believe that Seth Curry can guard it. I'm, I'm, I'm switching up. He can do it. Top five. Okay. Top five. Shane, any final thoughts? No, I kind of I, – I love that he did that. I agree with all the rest, though. Drew Holiday, Avery Bradley, Tony Allen. I feel like Luau Dang or Jimmy Butler could have uh, – or Kawhi, but maybe well, they weren't. Ooh, Kawhi. Kawhi. Rondo. Maybe, Ron- like, missed, missed him by a little bit, but. Yeah, but, I mean, hey, you got to respect it. I kind of love that, like, he's looking after his little bro. And they were dueling tonight, too. They're playing each other right now. So. Ooh. It's been fun. Definitely going to watch that in a little Yeah, bit. I'm going to go watch that, too. And next week, we'll cover the Rondo-Chris Paul beef. He's so coming out on top there. Well, I think we got some exciting playing games on both conferences. A good end of the season. Um, it, it's a good time to be an NBA fan. That was the best. All right, you guys. Uh, I'll be seeing you next week. See you guys next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening.